Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Union 0430 podcast. I'm going to be your host for today. If you don't remember me, it's because I haven't been on in a while. My name's Dave. Yeah, nice to see you again. <laughs> Dave's our all... special guest today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eugene's probably been on more than me in the last few months. But yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, I keep saying it, but things are starting to, to ease up at, at uh, work. So we'll see. But uh, as, as you all probably know, we've got Phil here. Uh, Phil's just back from a pretty big trip, and I think you guys talked about that on the last episode. I wasn't but, on it. Uh, well, then I guess Phil didn't talk about it, but he went down with uh, he went down with Rushton, and they hunted Habitat Flats. But more importantly, when Phil was down there, we had our two guests, Eugene, Eugene Tendine from Tendine Outdoors, and Emily Cox from Utah. Is Good it Emily try. or Emma? Not quite Emily. Nice try, Emma. though. Fuck. I, I yeah. almost said Miss America because that's what Way I was calling you. Start that. I was wow. expecting you to be Can we start again? Just, yeah, you might want to start this over. Have just a do over? I'm not, not going to because. That's yeah, pretty embarrassing, I, sir. Not really. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, uh, Miss America. No, what was her nicknames there? Uh, yeah, I forget. So, yeah. But anyway. Uh, so, Emma. if Emma, my apologies, Emma. It's. I think Eugene, what was I calling her? I was like, oh, is that uh, Me? Amy? I was calling you Amy. I was like, hey, <laughs> is Amy actually showing up? Like, what's going on? You haven't confirmed. What about this Amy? And I thought it was, uh, there's this lady on on Instagram, Amy Hall, the Huntress or something. Amy Hall Hunter or something. And I was like, is it? I thought it was her going, but no, nope, we got uh, Utah's best goose hunter now. So, Apparently. Emma. Perfect. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves? And Eugene, have you been on yet? No, nope, I haven't. Not. Have been on. So Eugene, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what you do and uh, where you're from. Uh, my name is Eugene Tendeen. I'm from St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, uh, and I work for Traeger Grills. I'm a sales rep in Southwest Ontario. He grills the finest meat in Ontario. He actually was the chef for the ladies camp and my God, he cooked a mean ass brisket. That's for you damn haven't sure. lived until you've had Eugene's meat in your mouth. <laughs> See, I was gonna say that, but then I was like, nope. And I'm gonna be calm, and I'm gonna. I already screwed up Emily's name. See it twice. <laughs> Emma, how about yourself? <laughs> well, apparently, we're just gonna add to the list of nicknames. My name is Emma, and I am Me? from a small little town in Utah. I'm from Magna, Utah. And I also work at Traeger Grills at our headquarters. I work with our international accounting, which is how I met Mr. Meets himself, I guess, if you'd like to call him. Um, and when he came down to visit the headquarters in July, he's like, hey, you should come up to this camp in Canada in July. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, it'd be fun. I didn't really take it all that seriously. And thus started the process of hurrying, it's the best way for racing, to get my passport to be able to come up in um, October. I almost said August. I mean, we're all struggling. Uh, it's November now. Yep. So October is when we were up there, and it was great. Uh, that was my first international trip, first out of out of Utah hunting, and first, uh, first goose hunt, too. Like, I just, just lined it up. It was everything at first for me. It was great. And you tried Smarties? those are not very good i have also had a few other utahns try those and they also agree not great um have you, I still did you have, have butter tarts huh did you have butter tarts no no we couldn't find oh. any we couldn't we find any butter tarts i did have a beaver tail i did oh, have yeah. she said the beaver tails are just scones 
ketchup chips, all dressed. Yeah, she chips, had ketchup chips. Yeah. Maple maple cookies. I didn't have any maple cookies. Oh, no. uh, um, some little maple chocolates. I don't think those were like a pure Canadian staple, but you know, everybody coffee crisps, things like that. Everybody got me a little good, uh, you know, a bunch of goodies and things. So it was good stuff. You know, it was shoot geese and eat food. Mm -hmm. Good time. I highlighted the Smarties part because that was probably the most in other than the protein pop tarts. Um, <laughs> probably the highlight was when you're like Smarties. What? And no, we have these in the States and what we call rockets up here are Smarties down there. Mm -hmm. And what we call Smarties up here is garbage chocolate down there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say they were garbage. They're just way too sweet. And then, so it's just, Somebody, I might've been okay if somebody had not told me, oh, they're like M&Ms. If I not. had just been told they're just candy coated whatevers, not associating it to an M&M, I might've enjoyed it more, but it was just, nope, not not my thing. Uh, ketchup chips I'm all about. Uh, I actually just found a bunch and they're in my Amazon cart to be shipped <laughs> to me. So, Yeah, like I wouldn't see like Smarties being like, like the big ta-da, like from Canada. Coffee yeah. yeah, I sent Smarties down to um, Craig Mintz, and his kids yeah. like them. Oh, yeah? So, the the yeah. kids, they, they eat all. That's candy. just it, right? Like, it's a sweet. It's a chocolate. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll eat but, it. Yeah. Give it to Mikey. He'll eat anything. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing you discussed was Eugene went down and invited you to come up. Talk about. Because you kind of you kind of touched on it. You're like, I didn't know what to expect, and and I didn't know how they'd welcome me. But as you saw, like it was basically you showed up, and someone put a beer in your hand and said, "Hey, welcome to Canada. We are." And they all introduced themselves. So, how did that go for you? Well, you know, it started waiting a bit. Like you know, like you said, apparently you were trying to confirm if an Amy was coming. Um, not close, but you know, I'll give you the attempt. And it really was just waiting to get my passport. I didn't have it. I paid to rush it and everything like that. And um, I did have a little taste of working with you guys as Ontario government, um, much like working with the American government, you can't get updates. Uh, so it was the waiting game, waiting game, waiting game. And then I got home on a Saturday from golfing and there was a very official envelope. And I believe that day I had texted Eugene and said, yep, I've got my passport. Tell him I'm coming. I'll be, you know, I'll, you know, I'll call you Monday and we'll arrange and we'll figure out flights. And I think from that, either Sunday or Monday, I got thrown into a group chat with the Punisher crew and all the ladies. And I, I have to admit, I immediately was like, oh no, what did I sign myself up for? Oh my goodness. Uh, these ladies are going to be crazy. Well, this is going to be wild. And, um, you know, it's just like, just immediate go for it. I, I, like I've never even done a hunting camp, you know, it's usually just me and my dad, we go out, we hunt. Sometimes we get my brother to go never one of these big organized things. And so I was not prepared for what I walked into and kind of kept quiet for the first little bit. And I knew that I was going to be okay and get along with everybody because I'm just as, um, uh, should we say inappropriate, uh, <laughs> inappropriate as the rest of them. And I I think I finally piped up and they were all like, oh, we were a little bit worried we were going to scare you off. And then I walked in after I think I was one of the last ones to arrive after flying in and quite a fun party trying to fly in and, and do everything needed that way. And it was it was like, oh, welcome. Here's a drink. 
Do you need some food? Oh, let me go run up and get your gift bag. And then I was just immediately introduced as the Yank. Uh, I think, um, I believe it was Nicole was the first person to call me Yankee Doodle. And from the rest of the weekend, I think the only person that called me by name correctly, might I add, was Damien. So, and I just kind of stopped turning to my own name and it was full welcoming arms. Those, the, those group of women were amazing. I don't think I've ever walked into a situation that was so immediately welcoming, you know, it, I could have been a Canadian if it wasn't for apparently the way I talk. So it was good stuff. I, I fully enjoyed it. Don't, don't take nicknames bad. Like I, <laughs> I don't remember people by name on a good day. Like I call everyone their nickname. Um, Eugene, I just call huge Phil. I just call fucker. Like, that's just it right yeah, I oh i didn't host. take it bad i i gave host monkey yeah yeah growing up monkey, in sports fucker. same yeah, thing like, had a lot of nicknames it was it was almost just as much welcoming i just coming from from utah being more closer to the west coast than not i have never once in my life been called a yank or a yankee that's that's east coast that's what we are calling the new yorkers and and those such folks. So be, being called a Yankee, I was I was taken aback. I was like, oh, I guess I am to the Canadians. So it was, and it was great. It was fun. And, you know, I've never been called Yankee so many times in a weekend. It was fantastic. Yeah. So the next part I'd want to know is how hard was it to get your tags and licenses? Like um, you didn't travel with a gun. We, we, I think Eugene had a spare one for you. Yeah but you still had to get your tags and licenses. Like that's not a, for people coming up to Ontario to hunt, that's not a bad process, is it? And maybe Eugene knows a no. bit more. You know what? It really wasn't. I, I wish I had more, uh, more experience to speak on even going outside of Utah and, and going to Idaho. A lot of people go to Idaho and, and they'll hunt bear and, and all manner of things and, and such, but I don't, it's not a very complicated process for residents here in Utah that I know of, you just get your hunter safety and you go from there. Um, same thing is uh, everybody, you guys all provided me plenty of links just to go right to it. I went onto the main website, got my outdoors card, which is, you know, right here, still sitting on my desk because I don't really need it in my wallet anymore. And um, got my, um, I was able to get everything pretty quickly. The only, the only thing that was a slight annoyance was trying to prove that I did have my own hunter safety so that I didn't have to do Ontario's. And it was only just a timing thing. I was around some holidays and weekends and just trying to get somebody on the phone because the website doesn't show or give you a really good indication of what they will accept as proof of, of your hunter safety. Uh, do you guys call it the same thing? Yeah. 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 Okay. So hunter safety. Um, so once I finally got a hold of them, I just sent them a copy of my hunter safety card and a current copy of my own license. They said they would have just taken a copy of like a small game license from Utah that proves I have it, but I sent them both and, um, they didn't answer my email that they had gotten it, but I eventually was just able to, I was impatient really. And I got back on their website and was able to purchase my, uh, license actually right then and there print them off and then a separate link, separate website, got my uh, virtual uh, duck stamp. That's what I call it. And, you know, easy peasy. It really wasn't that complex other than just trying to do it really quickly. If I'd had so, more time. It, it wouldn't have been a problem. It's it's funny you say that. Cause like us going down and hunting Missouri a few weeks ago, 
<clears throat> we tried, like I tried getting on and fiddle farting with the, like the Missouri Department of Natural Resources, whatever you want to call them, and tried looking into getting my licenses in advance to go down and hunt. Now, the upside of going to Missouri, like, you know, it was a three-day hunt. So you got to get like, you know, your Missouri three-day small game or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Cool thing is, is you can actually pick the days. Like, they, I think I'm pretty sure they have to be consecutive. But you have to pick the three days that you need it for. So obviously we picked for the three days we hunted. But like the, the problem I struggled with was, again, like the that whole proof of a hunter safety course. Well, it's like, well, it's no different here in Ontario. You can't get a license unless you've done it. So, like, when Buddy was, like, we went to Bass Pro in Columbia, Missouri to get our licenses because it was on the way. And, like, literally, we just used, they, they want, like, it's basically, for lack of a better term, like, a serial number of your hunter safety course. Mm-hmm. But he did, like, your outdoors, your Ontario outdoor, outdoors card. But he just used the number on that, plug that in. Boom, here, 70, 70 something bucks, guys. Here, here you go. Take it and go. Yeah. Well, yeah, like just such a rigmarole, but thankfully we got through it. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. We were trying to I was trying to do as much as I could online just so that the timing of like when I was flying in on Friday night, by the time we didn't want to have to try to figure out where to go on our way between the airport. I flew into Ottawa. Uh, we didn't want to have to figure out where to go between Ottawa and um, the hotel and everything like that, meet up with camp. So thankfully, I was able to get it all done and it really it wasn't too big of a problem at all. I mean, other than just lack of communication, but as I said, dealing with anybody's. <laughs> well, well, now that you've done it once, you'll have to come back. Yeah, I know that my license is good for a year and my card is good until 2025. So, yep. she got and the belt the... hunting has not been great here. So anybody wants to tell me a weekend, I will happily find another flight because I still haven't even come close to the amount of birds that we shot in one weekend since I've been back. Yeah, I can see it's like Utah. It's kind of like desert, isn't it? No, I mean, we have marshes and we have bird refuges and things like that. I have never hunted in standing corn because there's not, I wouldn't say that there's not the fields, but I, I don't think that it's, I haven't, I don't have a lot of experience myself in figuring it out, but it doesn't seem as easy to get maybe landowner permission to go and hunt their fields or to find them that are far enough out of town, cities, counties that you can shoot a gun in. So um, we have lots of marshes. I, I generally do a lot of just sit in the marsh. I've done one one hunt out of a boat so far since I've been back. And, it, you know, that was an interesting experience. Um, but most of it is is public land. We have marsh, we have wetlands, all of that. And then you have the desert. I mean, you can go from one end of the state to the other and see about five to six different types of landscapes in a mere matter of hours. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Utah's a great place. If you haven't made it down yet, ask Eugene. He barely got to see anything. Um, we've we've got it all. We do have it all. Pretty good bird hunting. It's just, I'm new to it, so. But you got to see, you actually got pretty lucky and you saw a lot of experience, like, first morning we the birds were being dicks just because of the wind yeah they weren't they weren't really wanting to land they were coming in and then the wind was kind of keeping them up and they went the far end of the field but that afternoon we did it and that was in um i think we were in the a-frames then yeah Yeah, first day we did the a-frames 
Yeah. And then that night we did um, standing corn on an evening hunt. And then the next morning we did another standing corn hunt. And yeah, so you kind of got the whole, the whole gamut of what was going on. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the wind, the wind that first morning was a little bit rough. Um, it's definitely better than being like, I'm, I'm generally a big game na- uh, hunter by nature. That's where I have a lot more experience and a lot more comfort um, being, by doing that in archery. And, you know, it's a little bit different being on a mountaintop uh, getting beat up by the wind as it is sitting in an A-frame blind in a field getting beat up by the wind. Um, I mean, I'm I'm short enough that I was sitting in the A-frame and didn't really realize how windy it was. We had the sturdier ones. I think the I think poor gals on the end of the row were, were getting beat up a little bit. Their A-frame wasn't as sturdy. Um, but it, I didn't notice too bad until I would try to watch those birds fall and, um, tr- you know, stand up and, and then you would notice, but yeah, that, that, that first night, that standing corn, that was an experience. I'll tell you that much. It was pretty cool to just sit and, you know, have that easy cover, I guess, mm-hmm. as you could say. And, um, definitely, you know, I was, I walked in to camp basically from the moment I got on the plane of like, Hey, I don't know what to expect I've I had never shot a goose before I came up there never shot a one this is this year is my second season doing any type of waterfowl hunting um didn't really get to go a lot last year kind of got into it late and so I was like hey whatever happens happens like everybody's like oh don't worry we'll get more opportunities we'll go out again we'll go out again tonight and I'm like man I'm here I'm here in Canada with a bunch of people I don't know to hunt geese that are just, I mean, you can see them, you can see them flocking in. It was, so I was, I was good with whatever happened. And then that, when we got into that corn, the later that night, it just, I mean, it, the party started really, it got, I mean, it was tons of fun in the morning. You know, there's nothing like, I mean, I say there's nothing like deer camp. You can't until you experience it. You don't really know whether it be with people, like I said, I hunt with my dad, whether it be with people that you spend a lot of time with, sometimes you only get to see them that little bit. There's nothing like camp. So it's pretty much the same of sitting in that blind, laughing. You know, you got people not awake first thing in the morning. You got people who are ready to go. We got snacks happening. It just, it's indescribable, really. Like it, it's there. I couldn't have gone better is, is the best, I guess the best way to say it is I didn't care if I shot a single bird when I got up there. I did not give a damn if I didn't shoot a single bird. I, I kind of felt bad out. that first morning because here, here you are. I didn't know that you'd never really hunted geese before. And we had, there, there had to have been 500 birds on the far end of the field. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, you should stalk them like a deer. Just crawl across the field and you'll get to them. And then you're like, oh, really? And you started doing it. And I'm like, oh, like. No, I got to let, let it go. You I did hesitate. For a second, but then you I turned around. I was like, like, he's kidding, right? There's no way. Like, I have spent more than 20 minutes around Dave to know that he's full of shit. <laughs> he's got to be full of shit. But when, you're, when your guide starts telling you to do something, I go, I get, I mean, he's the pro. And no, then I, I was just there. Other end. Eugene and Logan were the pros. I was just there. And I, I didn't, exp- <laughs> I thought you'd look at it and go, that's like 200 yards. There's no freaking way I'm crawling. And then you yeah. just started going. I'm like, uh, no, we, I was kidding. <laughs> so felt bad there. Yeah. Pair of jeans, pair of jeans and, and muck boots. And I think I was wearing a hoodie. It wasn't all that cold. Pair of jeans and muck boots. And I'm like, there's no way that he wants me to crawl all yeah. the way to them. 
and there's no way I do it silently enough or like quick. Yeah, there's no way. But I was like, all right, I'll start. And then I like look over my shoulder and there's Logan and one of the other guys standing there like walking up. And I was like, oh, <laughs> come on, <laughs> pick, yeah. pick on the yank. I get it. Pick yeah. on me. You know, it's fine. I laughed about it. It's fine. It's but fine. A big part of the camp was the food. And we had tons of snacks and we got Eugene to thank for that. But something I wondered was Eugene, how hard was it to plan for that many people and like not knowing appetite levels or, or the other thing is you didn't really know when we would be eating. Like I couldn't have done yeah. it. Like you did. It was uh yeah, it was a lot, a lot of planning. I kind of just figured things out. I had like a menu set. Uh, the brisket was like, cause the thing is, I didn't think we were going to hunt. I thought we were going to have one hunt that day. So we ended up having two, right? So yeah. that kind of threw a curveball into the whole, whole situation. But um, the thing with, with with a Traeger, Traeger makes things easy. So basically what I did was I had it set to a certain temperature. So what I did was, yeah, I just basically, I cranked it up a little bit longer or a little bit more and basically let it rest and we we're good to go. So basically by the time I left, we left for the second hunt, that thing was resting. So by the time it came back, the briskets can rest for like four or five, six hours. Even I've done briskets eight to 10 hours resting. As long as they're resting in the cooler, you're good to go. So, yeah. And it was one of those situations where he made such a good brisket. And all I could think was like, man, I could probably crush this whole thing. It's so good, but it would probably look bad in front of all these people. Right. So I'll just take one brisket burger and walk away and pretend that I only had one and go back for another. And so, man, you can cook, brother. You definitely, definitely know how to cook. But something I think a lot of the ladies, and you could talk about it there, Miss America, but those snacks you made, like, just top notch, bro. And the thing is, and that's the thing, like, they're easy to make. And, like, people are asking me that, like, asking me in the group, like, you know, how do I make these? They're really simple to do, like, all these things. And that's the thing, the great thing about Traegers and stuff, like, there's so many recipes. If you go on the app, you get the app for free. You just download it, and there's ton, thousands upon thousands of recipes. Basically, tells you step by step, ingredients, temperatures, everything. Like we, that's the whole thing with Traeger. Like we make things easy for everybody. And like, as years go on with technology, we make things easier, easier. Like Wi-Fi, all these new features that we have. Like that's what we do. So like, and you just set it and forget it. It's literally Ron Popeil. That's what I always say to people. It's Ron Popeil. Set it, forget it. I mean, I don't like using his slogan because we don't have that slogan, but <laughs> honestly, it's super easy to use. So, and, and my favorite was when I was like, man, how do you cook these? Because one of the things that Eugene made that I was like, there's no friggin' way this is going to taste good, but it probably will taste good because it's got bacon on it, was bacon wrapped Oreos. Birthday cake Oreos whatever i did plain oreos here but they were birthday cake oreos wrapped in bacon and i was like how the hell did you make those and he just looked at me dead set and he said you wrap bacon around oreos and i went fuck i'm dumb there's there's a lot about in in fairness david being a firefighter coming from a culinary background you should know that's just your your brothers would be disappointed I know. I'm just very, very glad that I passed my exams and I didn't have to be a police officer in the end. <laughs> I get paid for my job. Yeah. You don't. True. Yeah. True. But yeah. I, I know. I won't keep this going because Miss America here will just sign off and be like, "These Canadians are fucked. I'm never coming back up there." Yes. Yes, we are. We are. Yeah. No, but, but 
you know, I, I said it to everybody when I finally kind of opened up to the group, even before I got there, I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I found my people. It's fine. Like, you know, I'll say stuff to my own team, the, 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 the team of the Americans. It's not as bad when I talk to the Canadians, although post of the trip, I found out that my own teammates, Eugene's sales team, make as much fun of my apparent accent as the girls at camp did. So that, you know, that was nice to find out. I didn't think I talked that funny, but I guess I do. You guys all talk funny, but that's only because you don't talk like I do. But apparently I don't even talk like most Utahns. So, hey, it's fine. I'm one of a kind. It's great. We'll, we'll I, go with I me. honestly see no difference. <laughs> yeah. That's because like, you went like, to Missouri. You like went you to Missouri. Until you talk to a few Utahns, you might be like, you don't sound like you're from Utah. You haven't heard yeah. someone talk until you've been to Boston. I have. Yeah, I've I've been to New York and Boston and it is it I've is been to Boston, a... I've been to Salem, the whole yeah. nine. Yeah, like that that's next level. You could pass yeah. for an Ontario in. Yeah. No problem. I was gonna say, like Damien, if you get him liquored up and he starts his accent, that's oh, an fuck. accent. That's right? An accent. That, that's not an accent. That's a separate language. <laughs> yeah. Right? It, like that's so. Newfoundlandese. Yeah. Not different, different language. I, I used to think that a that... few things where I had to be like, I, yeah, uh, one more, it... what, one more time, what? I don't... Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, that's not English at all. No, sorry, no, no, yeah. no that's that's Newfoundlandese. <laughs> so I work, we're, we're his I friend, ships, and we can't fucking understand him half the time. See, I understand him well because when I was on the ships, pretty much every single deckhand was from Newfoundland. And they got a kick out of like making fun of you in Newfoundlandese, so then I had to learn it all, right? So I can't, I I understand them for the most part, but even in Newfoundland, and we should actually have next time I'm on with Damien, we should talk about this. But even in Newfoundland, like you could drive thirty minutes up the road and you'll have three different accents there. Like, like the Newfoundland, as small as it is comparatively, it's a whole, it's a whole different strain of cousin. Yeah, and it's it, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that took me a minute. I didn't catch that. <laughs> like, I was like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember watching that. What movie was that with the Pikeys? And I used to think that Fight those... Club? Fight No. Close Fight... it's, yeah. it's, it's all Brad Pitt. It's, it's one of those Brad Pitt's ones where, where he's like, yeah, do you like digs and, and all that? I used to think that that was Newfie until I went on the ships and actually met a real one and realized that that's not. So, but yeah. I'm going to get Google of that. You're going to Google it? Google. Google. Yeah. Just because it's going to bother the piss out of me what movie that was. Yeah. It's the one with the diamonds where the dog eats the diamonds Dude, or whatever. Brad Pitt, Snatch. He, he, Snatch, yep. Where he's the fighter. Brad Pitt's the fighter, you're right. Yeah. Fighter, like like Fight Club. I was fucking close. You're really close. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. You, it's not you just get... good, it's good enough. Police Force will give you another crayon this week there, buddy. Buddy, as long as I don't eat the fucking thing. Well, you're probably like Homer Simpson and shove it up your nose. And <laughs> Speaking of Homer Simpson. Hey, that's my other job. Yep. Yeah. True. Anyway. So, Miss America, just because I'm going to, I can't remember if your name's Emily or Emma or Amy. Emma. <laughs> it's like two letters. M. Uh. Like even a firefighter can figure it out. No. No. It's too, it's too advanced. Man, two, so, sim- two syllables, four letters. You got this. 
oh, is this Pictionary or whatever that charades? What the fuck is that game? <laughs> but no, ever since ever since I hit my head, I am terrible with names. Like if I didn't know you before, horrible with names now. So like when you were dropped as a child. Yeah, that too. Oh, okay. Repeatedly. Yeah. Ever since. Yeah, I just repeatedly. figured we get to the original cause of the issue. You you can claim yeah. more recent, but there's no way. Oh no, it's it started at birth. That I knew that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I used to eat the crayons too and, and then it's I just the, it's just the kinkerden way of life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So if you where was I going with that? If you oh, had you. Yeah, that's just it, right? So if you had any advice for someone that actually wanted to go to one of these camps, what would you say to them? Like, I don't know how many ladies actually listen to our podcast because we do go off millions. on pretty big tangents, but millions. we do have a million followers. So I would assume 250,000 of them are ladies. What would you say to those 250,000 ladies about our camps? Are you talking, are you looking just for like an American deciding to say, hey, fuck it, I'm going to go up there and meet all these Canadians. I've heard they're really nice. Or are you just talking female in general? Because that's two very different. Uh, I, you know what? I'm talking, talk both ways about okay. it. But like the one in general, like even guys, like they don't, they're like, oh, well, shit, I can go shoot birds on my own. Well, yeah, you can. But you're you're missing out on a big yeah. part of the experience. But you're by yourself. True. But the other thing that I find is that like even when we went up there and hunted, like people set up differently. When we did the guys camp, the guy the guides set up different than what I would set up. So we try that out, and then the next day we tried my way as well. And because we're coming from so far away, like Ontario is a huge place when you look at it. Like mm -hmm. I drove six hours to get to camp, and Eugene from St. Catharines, how far were you? For which camp? Yeah, about six hours. For the ladies right so yeah both around six hours yeah both around like ontario is a massive place and you get to see very different styles of hunting and stuff and and that's the part that i enjoy but as someone coming in that's just kind of new getting your feet wet with the hunting mm -hmm. what do you think and and do you recommend a camp to someone you should say yes so that we can get more people to go <laughs> you know even even without you say being... no <laughs> look let me let me just tell you guys separately yeah. no you know, even even not being asked and prompted and hoping that I would have great reviews of it, being such a new hunter, especially to the waterfowl side of it, there is so much to learn. Like you said, you went up to one camp and that guide set it up differently. You might set it up differently in a field that is 40 yards away or not 40 yards. That's a little much closer than I would think. But like four blocks away, you could be at a different field that would take you less than 20 minutes to get from one to the other and you would set it up differently there is such a just vast options of knowledge out there that yeah i could i could go and hunt with different people here in the states i've got plenty of different friends that i'll go out with and i'll you know and they all do it differently you know but taking the opportunity and going and seeing something completely different well where where does the where do the birds come from down and through the states to migrate canada they fly down, they fly south. So why not go where they're at? Why not take this option to go to a camp to work with guides for the first time? Like I've, I've never worked with a big game guide. I have never worked with any. So I was like, you know what? Let's go up and do it. Let's go to what you would think, you know, for women, it might be more comfortable to go to a women's only camp. Um, if that is your hangup, 
there, there are some out there. I've spent some time since I've been back, even just looking not as much just in Utah, but just the states in general. There are opportunities that are just women. If that is the hangup and you're kind of nervous to go into a whole camp of all these rowdy guys, go to a women's camp. Fair warning. I believe the women's camp was just as rowdy <laughs> as probably oh, no, the no, 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 no. was. The women's like the women's camp is more rowdy. I yeah. you Miss America, you can you can vouch for it. I only came out of my room to eat and then I disappeared because I was like, holy shit, you women are wild. There, I just went down. Were... I'd yeah. <laughs> There were a few instances poor Eugene would walk in, he'd be checking on something on the grills, and then he would walk up to us and he would just immediately turn and I gotta go go check that. I gotta go check that brisket. And I called him out on it. I'm like, look, I know you don't because you were just out there. You're just scared, but understandably, understandably, Mm -hmm. I would run the other way. But it's it was, you know, it made it easy. I had the opportunity that even if Eugene didn't have a gun for me to make my travel easier and not have to do that. I I believe it was you, Dave, that offered the same thing. You or Damien was like, look, we'll make your life easier. Let us know if you do or don't need a, you know, don't travel with, don't travel with a gun. If we've got one here, you know, look at these camps, talk to these people. If you're, if the initial hangup is just maybe that you're nervous or that you may not have the gear that you think you need, or you don't know what gear to, to bring. I can't, I can't tell you many phone calls I had with Eugene, like, oh, like what type of hunting are we doing? Do I got to figure out how to bring my waders up again? I'm, a, you know, I hunt in the marsh, you know, am I bringing waders? What do I need? You know, um, it, I stayed an extra day after camp and Eugene and I hunted and it snowed. Um, so I got the full start to finish Canadian experience in, in dealing with the snow a little bit. And so if that's your, if that's your concern, talk to the camp leadership, find, maybe find somebody else that's been to the same camp of somebody who's put it on, but reach out to the people and have a conversation with them. Anybody that's putting on a camp that maybe doesn't want to have that conversation with you and saying, Hey, you know, have you got, I'm interested, Dave, can I come up there? Or can I ask you some questions? What do I need? Whether it be your licensing, whether it be your gear or your, you know, your, whatever reservation you have about going, talk to the people first, you'll find a camp out there that will work for you, whether it be, you need to find something less travel, but I say, go for it. You know, if you're going to go up there, if you're going to take the opportunity as, as an American to go up and hunt in Canada, the minute I started telling people, anybody within the hunting community, that that's where I was going in October and I would be gone. You should have seen the looks of envy and, oh, why wasn't I invited? You didn't tell me about this. And I was like, well, it's a women's camp. It's a women's camp. You know, I get home, I'm telling my family about it. And I go from, from trying to get my dad to go do this with me and to get him more into the waterfowl. It's who I usually hunt with. And he, oh no, no, I, you know, and then I think he's a little bit jealous now. And I, you know, so anybody I've talked to, I've talked to a couple other girls. I'm like, look, you're coming with me next year. If you've already thought I had a good time, you know, just the few pictures I've posted about it or the people I've told about it, like, you look like you had so much fun. And I said, I had a blast. I can't even describe to you how much I learned, the good food we ate, the fun we had, and the people I was around. I, you know, you find the hunting communities in a lot of places. So finding it with just the women was great. I probably could have had a great time if it was a men's or a co-ed camp when I was up there, but going up there with the women, it was great. It was welcoming. Everybody was willing to teach somebody something. I heard 
oh, well, I do it this way and, and I do it this way, but this way works this way at home because I've got this and I do it this way at home because it's different here. You, you're going to learn things. You're going to have maybe the opportunities to hunt on different types of property that you wouldn't. Like I said, it's, it's kind of more difficult for me to get access to hunt fields here in Utah. It's far easier to just go to public land and fight everybody out and deal with that in the marsh. Why wouldn't you go take an opportunity if you can do it to go explore out of the States, out of your home, out of your home area? You know, I was hunting last weekend and saw flocks of snow geese fly over. We're starting to get the snow geese down here. They're, you know, miles in the sky. You'd have, I would have to find somebody that knows how to hunt snow geese in Utah or get damn lucky. And let me tell you what, I'm not very lucky. So I'm going to go camp wise. It, it was just, it worked. It was, it, I, I don't want to say it was easy. It was a little bit stressful just because I don't, I don't love to travel and you're, you know, traveling up and we took away the, the, the worry of having to travel with a firearm that made it much, much easier, but I'm essentially going up there with one person that I've met before and a whole group, new group. And five minutes in, it was like, I'd known those, those ladies for years. They were that, yep. you know, they were that welcoming. And that's the thing too, like I, with camp, with the guys camp, like networking and stuff, like I've been talking to some people already about like us hunting in the future and stuff. So the networking is huge. You know, I'm sure you met like lifelong friends now that you've, yeah. you'll be hunting with or you talk to and stuff. And, you know, I've got a couple of girls that are like, I want to hunt an elk so bad. I'm like, come on down to Utah. We got, you know, we've got them. Oh, I want to hunt this or, oh, hey, we want to go to Louisiana cool. I'll meet you there. You guys get me the weekend. It's, I just got to fly the other direction, you know, and that's that alone, just that networking, that community side of it, whether it was specifically a women's camp or not, that community sense is all I was looking for. It was a good time. Some opportunity to shoot some birds. Like I said, if I, everybody was all worried that first day when those birds just wouldn't and couldn't land, I was like, I don't care this is more than I ever see at home. Like this is, I flew up to Canada that I don't care if I shoot a damn bird. I really, I really didn't. And then we started shooting them and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to shoot some birds. This is good. There, <laughs> it didn't there, take long. There were ladies that lived fairly close to where the camp was like within an hour or two hours away. And they were very hesitant to come out because they'd never been to a Punisher camp. And I was like, we got some chick like Emma, Amy, could be jesus for all i knew she's coming from utah and you're you're scared to go you could turn around and go home you could this, this chick's got to get a ride to the airport find a flight and go if she's you know if it goes bad like you could just turn around and go home and then after the camp when they saw pictures i think the most pictures they saw were of you but afterwards they're like well why didn't you tell me closer to the time and i'm like well i can't be chasing everything like it, it so i'm really glad that that it was a good experience. And I really hope that the, the women's camps take off more because I do think that it, it was good. Like you ladies all bonded and now you can see more and more people are, are starting to join up and, and do stuff together. So that's, it, it's good. Like I enjoyed that, but, and Eugene, you've done the guys camps and you find the same thing. Like anytime we do a guys camp, there's new guys coming in. And especially since we normally have just Ontario people, like I can go to almost any town in Ontario now and, Put a message out and i'll yeah. know someone that's near like within half an hour of every town which is crazy right and that's the whole thing like i said with networking yeah we just a lot of new friends and stuff new opportunities for us to hunt people come this way we go that way so it's it's just it works out 
Yeah. Like Eugene's coming up and he's hunting with me this week. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a time. If the birds when are am here. I coming Sick to invites, hunt with Dave? Sick invites, bro. Sick invites. When, when only, am I coming to hunt with Dave? The week after. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. I got. I start my exams next week. So maybe it's just, yeah. it's just an allegation. Yeah. Eugene just happens to be up here cooking on a Traeger and yeah, I'm going to go and Oh, sneak. I see how it is. Yeah. He's actually here for work. So yeah. Yeah. Bill, it's we'll set be... up. We'll, I, we didn't meet each other yet, but Hey, you were, in, you were in the U S hey. it's fine. I'll I... come and cook for you. It's fine. I know that I know people they'll let me use a Traeger. It's fine. We don't need Dave. And you... I, I'm not going to lie. I own a high powered rifle and I really want to shoot an elk. Just saying. Hey, you know, it's come on down. It'll be great. It we'll have a good time. Can yeah. every single person that works at Traeger cook just as good as Eugene? Like, is that kind of like, okay, job interview, come in here, cook me a brisket. If you do it wrong, you can't be the accountant. Is that how that works? <laughs> no, no, it is not. Um, that is, that's not a requirement. Um, I have a friend on my accounting team that she will not be named that doesn't cook super well yet, but she, I cooked for her. A few, I'm not naming her. Name uh, she's, not, I, she's not gonna listen. Just name <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Do uh, it. I have Do it. um I have cooked for her a, a couple of times now and she's like, oh oh wait, can you can you show me how to do this? I'm like, we work at the same place. We have this access to the same knowledge that the general public does if and definitely more just from connections you can reach out to to anybody and say hey you know help or i you know but the same thing is you give it a google and you can learn it all and there's a little bit of you know you can't eugene you can't say you've never messed up a cook or when you were kind of oh, first yeah. getting used to it yeah it happens it does, you know, the hardest thing I would say is just being patient and letting the grill, letting the smoker do what it needs to and giving yourself enough time. You know, you don't want to maybe cook for a Super Bowl party and not have enough time. Nobody wants to be the one that's like, oh, hey, I've been talking this up for weeks and it's not ready on time or everybody's hungry and, and things like that. But it it's not a requirement, definitely, but I would say a good amount. We do a we do a chili cook-off for our Halloween party every year. So I did miss that to come up to the Canadian camp. Um, I definitely ate better, I will say, like props to Eugene there than the chili cook-off. But it, it's most people can really, really cook. It it just becomes part of it. You go into our office, you know, if you guys ever if you make it down, Phil, you bring your high-powered rifle down and you really want to shoot an elk you know, we could probably take you into the new office. You can, you know, you can see everything. We'll make sure you eat good. It's, it's much the same. So you know, I think that was so. the, that was the running joke of the whole trip is it's, I went up there to shoot birds and they just wanted to feed me like that's, they just wanted to feed me weird things and good food. And it's, you come down here and we'll make sure you get the same setup. If we have to, we'll bring Eugene down and let him cook. That's fine. If you guys don't trust me, I get it. I'm in, I'm in accounting, not in, not in you, the sales. I'm do the demos, but you know, I hold my own. It's fine. You said you can cook better than Eugene. And I said, it's time for a cook-off. It's you time for what? a cook-off. Lay the gauntlet down. <laughs> I agree. You know, what we'll do is maybe we'll do like a, we'll do like a, we'll do an elk cook-off. Cause that's an unfair no, no. advantage on my side. Cause I don't think he gets I, the opportunity to do that much. Here, here it is. Here I'm, it is. I'm feeling a co-ed camp and I'll, I will come out to this cause I just want to eat. Phil, yeah, Phil, in. I got it. 
we're gonna set it up as a goose camp. Okay. Who gives a we'll fucking keys anyways? Who gives a shit? But we'll no. go out. We'll shoot some gooses, and then we'll bring those gooses back to the wherever we're staying, and we will set a timer, and they have to go from a processed like from a oh, fucking bird. Oh, It'll be like, like fucking Top Chef Hunter's Edition. Fucking America's they got to process the bird, bird, took the shit out of it, and yeah. then put it in front of our fat asses to see what it's like. And then we'll be the fucking judges. Deal. Yeah. Deal. I'm in. The gauntlet's down. And it has Can to I... be at a camp, right? So that everyone yeah. gets a chance. Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> no, you can't You can't rebut. This is exactly what's happening next year at camp. Bring your three best friends. It'll be great. Oh, I was just going to ask if I could have, um, like said, you know, we got to give me the benefit that I'm pretty new to it. And that was the first geese I shot. I did learn to process one of them. Bless the gals that helped me because that was really bad. And I was struggling a little bit. Do I get, can I, can I call, can I phone a friend to help me process the bird quickly enough so I don't run out of time? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, like, okay. like like photo friend 50 50 like yeah we'll, yeah we'll, yeah and we'll throw <laughs> some we'll do some sh- we'll do some weird shit like it's like he wants and, to be a millionaire yeah and today you have to use a jalapeno and we'll throw one at them or some shit like that it'll be great it'll be great yeah. but, okay, but you no. throw things at me i'm gonna throw it back that's no, all you I, need to I, like, wouldn't throw I will it. I'm, throw things back at you i'm i'm honestly scared of you so i would throw it at eugene <laughs> and tell him to throw it at you but yeah <laughs> but that's fair but speaking of the, like the Traggers, when I came back from the camp, the next weekend was my buddy's, um, not baby shower, uh, diaper party where oh, all yeah. the guys came over to my place and we all just drank beers and had food. And I was like, well, shit, I'm going to just use the Trager for everything. And I fucking felt like Gordon Ramsay. Like I put, I did a cheese ball on that thing. I did meatballs. Did, did, did you yell at people? Did I yell at people? Yeah. No, because like I was the only like- one cooking. Like, like, like you put two pieces of bread around someone's head and call them a stupid sandwich. No, no, but I did the, I did the breadcrumbs on the, on the cheese ball with like salt bay. Salt bay. Salt bay. Breadcrumbs. Yeah. So it was good. That is one thing about the Traegers is they, you know, you, you trust yourself, you trust the process, you trust the recipe, do a little research beforehand. You may not just want to haphazardly throw it on there. Make sure you understand, you know, you know what you need to do. But you can cook, being an amateur, you can cook amazing meals and they don't have to all be crazy involved. The brisket, it's, you know, not my favorite thing to cook. I'm not, you know, I don't do them as often. I don't have enough people to cook a full brisket for, but you can do. Yeah. Well, Eugene, you get, I told you we worked a little different. I sit at a desk. He spends the money I collect. It's, it's very interesting dynamic there. Um, (laughs) You know, so it works, but it, you can cook things and put these gourmet meals out without as much effort as people think. It it really is a user-friendly, great, you know, great way to cook. It, yeah, like it's for example, any, any kind of long cooks, you saw like a day with the briskets and stuff and pork belly burnt ends, all these things, or any of these like long cooks and stuff. Oh. You do what you, you do while you go to sleep. Like you literally... Put, you put the meat to bed and then you like let it cook overnight you wrap it the next day you know you cook a little bit more and then you let it rest in your cooler and then you're eating by five o'clock so like for us like we did for the camp you know obviously like i said we uh we ended up having a second hunt and stuff so i just kind of bumped it up a bit got it up to temperature put it in the cooler and we we're good to go like by the time we got back everything was great so okay what pretend i didn't have a Traeger and I wasn't fucking Gordon Ramsay with that thing. Okay. Sure. 
what Traeger should I buy as a newbie? Mm-hmm. What pellets should I get? Yep. And what's the first thing I should cook? And both uh, of you, uh, let her, I know your answer, Eugene. So I uh, want Miss America to say it first because okay. I don't want her to just copy the, the correct answer. You know what I mean? Okay. Excuse me, sir. There is no correct answer. We have a whole different line of grills depending on what you need for each one. But I know, I know more the line of the American grills. There is a slight difference in Canada versus what we have um, we have down in the States. But I always tell everybody, regardless of what line of what one you're going to get, when they ask me, again, I'm not in sales, but I have talked enough people into trying it or to, to get one, I'll say, look, get as big of a Traeger as you can comfortably spend your money on. Don't think, oh, I don't need that size. Just get the biggest one that you're comfortable getting or that you have space for. If you live in an apartment and you only have so much room, that that's a whole other factor, but always go bigger. You will never regret having more space. That's, that's the first key there. If you're techie, get the, get the highest level of tech. It is so nice to be able to start my grill from the gym or check my grill and whatever I've got on there from my phone at the grocery store, at the gym, whatever I'm doing, having the tech is nice. Um, I love my Timberline. That's it's, it's great. It's got everything and anything I need on it. Um, more cooking space than I could ever use. Prior to my Timberline, I cooked on the Pro Series. Those are amazing. Just go in, go to our website, look at the look at the options. Uh, I believe it it will tell you you can cook this many chickens on this one and this many fold chickens on that one, and you can compare the grills. My favorite, <laughs> like after the burn-in, <laughs> my favorite thing egg. to cook is a tri-tip. 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 Uh, apparently. The- that's, you know, the Americans are a little more obsessed with tri-tips than you guys are, but that's one of my favorite no-fail cuts of meat to cook. I can have that done in 90 minutes. I was just going to say, like, I as soon as you're like, yeah, it'll tell you how many chickens you can cook. I remember that post about, like, fucking Americans and their ways to measure things. Like, oh, how many deer does this hold? <laughs> How many yeah. deer does this hold? And like, <laughs> yeah, this, will, this will cook chick six chickens. And- six full chickens. Let me tell you what. I wish I was getting go onto the website and it will tell you because we don't like normal measurements. And if you tell me how many deer is going to fit in that cooler and I go over to, to Rona and, you know, I'm looking at a cooler to, to store my game in and you tell me, oh, it's this big by I use feet it's, and things like so, that. So many quarts. Yeah, I'm not gonna have a clue. But if you tell me I can fit four deer in there, I'm like, yeah, I know what that is. How yes, many cases sir. of beer can I put put in this? Hundred percent. How many how many beers fit in a cooler? Sold. Uh, don't tell me the the measurement. I don't know. Uh. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. I'm not a carpenter. I don't do measurements. No, no. That, that's for peasants. <laughs> okay, Eugene. Miss America says that bigger's better. What do you think? No, I agree. Bigger is better. Sometimes, like I see people buy a grill and they're like, "Oh, I wish I had a bigger one." So definitely that, and obviously what you can afford. We have all different, like like Emma said, we have different models, different levels and stuff. Um, as for like middle of the pack, like before we had the new Ironwoods, the Ironwood six hundred and fifty was like the number one seller in Canada for like the last three years and stuff. So it's just based on size and based on um, on features. It was probably, I would say, the, the greatest grill that we had for, for a while. So we have the new Ironwoods now, the new Timberline. So 
new features and stuff like that. It's just more of a price point. Uh, we have like the entry level grill. So it just depends on what you can afford, right? Um, but we basically, like I say, the, basically how I sell them, I say triggers are like, are like vehicles. They all go from point A to point B in essence. It's how you get there, right? The features and all that stuff like that. You know, there's Hummers, there's Silverados, there's reasons for different models and stuff. There's K cars. What's that? There's K cars. There's K cars, right? So we have everything from K cars all the way to Rolls Royce. <laughs> just just so. make sure that your Rolls Royce can hold 62 chickens. That's it. Right? 64 chickens. Yeah. Okay. So the next part of that was what pellets would you get first? The signatures? Um, is that the easiest? Yeah, you know what? Signature is just a, a very like all around, all around blend. Uh, we have mesquite, we have hickory, all, all different kinds, right? It just depends on what you want to do. People make their own blends. Um, you know, for like when I do pork, I usually do apple. Uh, when I do like beef, it's usually like hickory. And it, it all depends on what you want to do, right? So some people have, some people say they can't even tell the difference. Some people can, like some people are like connoisseurs and they have them all labeled in their certain bins and stuff. And that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. But like, if you're in a pinch, basically all the pellets will work, right? So yeah. my favorite are the turkey blend. Are there our, you know, our limited edition? That is when I can get extra bags of that. You know, yeah, you take the brine kit out and it comes with that. That's great. It's great for your turkey as they are designed for. But that is my no fail use all the time, probably out in the hopper right now. Tell it. I use my turkey blend the most because I can't remember off the top of my head. Again, I'm not a salesman, but it is a blend of a, a bunch of different types. And it's a great universal all around pellet. That's the one I probably use the most. Is are you, my making, are you making a turkey this weekend? Um, Thanksgiving is next week oh, for, for America. Yep, it is the 23rd. Is it? Um, I'm never on turkey duty, surprisingly enough. Uh, my whole family, we're all set up on Traegers and I'm never on turkey duty. I do get stuck making the pies and the shrimp. So word to the wise, when you start getting good at cooking on your Traeger and you start bringing other things, or I take stuff to my brother's house to cook on his Traeger, be very, very careful what fancy dancy specialty bacon wrapped Oreo recipe that you bring, because you'll never be allowed to bring anything else. And I make a, um, they're essentially shrimp poppers. I got it from Meat Church. And um, I'm never allowed to make anything else but his bacon wrapped shrimp. It's basically shrimp, butterfly down. You take a, a thin slice of jalapeno and a slice of pepper jack cheese. You wrap that in bacon because you know, that makes everything better. Put a little seasoning on that. And then they don't even make it to the dinner table. And I've seen many people burn themselves trying to eat them essentially right off the grill. It, it does. Food comes off hot. Make sure you don't eat that. It's hot. Um, I'm not allowed to bring anything else. So I'm on pie and shrimp appetizer duty. So no, no turkey for me, but the family will do one. Smoked apple pie. Very that good. Means, oh I don't do God. apple pie. I, I am going to do that now. I just it's, like, yeah. You know, what, speaking of like odd things, you know, you, a lot of people might think that that's kind of an odd thing to think of putting on your Traeger. One of my favorite weeknight when I just don't really want to cook or put in a lot of effort, pizza. Pop-tarts. Oh yeah, I do pizza, pizza all the time. Yeah. You got uh, a pizza, pizza stone I, though? No, I I I don't have one, but no. you, I take them, put them right in the grill. You can go to. Do you guys have Papa Murphy's? Take and bake pizza. You know, yeah. we're just throwing out brand references here. Delicio. 
it, yeah they're they're basically instead of having a pizza delivered that's already cooked you go and you make it whatever you, it's kind of like the subway it's like a subway for pizzas you, you kind of get your pizza you take it home and you put it in your oven we'll take it home and you put it on your trigger super smoke mm-hmm. Eugene. Stuff. I if know you can cook Friday. it in your oven you can basically cook it in your trigger the temperature's pretty well the same yep yep okay eugene other than pizza What's the first thing you're cooking on Traeger? And uh, I'm going to guess three. What? I would say spatchcock chicken. Oh, so, you know that is? so basically you take a full, you take a, like a whole chicken and you cut the backbone out and you flatten her out. Yep. Break the breastbone and you just cook that. Honestly, it'll be the juiciest chicken you've ever had. And honestly, it doesn't get dry. I've done that on my barbecue a few times. And it is good. Yeah. And that'll set the tone. Like that'll set I the tone. I refute that. Beer can chicken. Beer I was going to say beer butt right, chicken. Beer can chicken, Dave. I know you're with me. You bu- yeah. you do that, and you fill it with Guinness. You're gonna be happy as can yeah. be. Let me tell you what, beer can chicken. Yeah. And then I don't gotta right. cut the backbone and flatten it out. Just Fair stick enough. it on the throne. I do love a good beer can chicken too. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's good. Any other tips or things to look for with Traeger before we wrap this up? Um, just tips is like I always I always recommend like even though there is a thermometer on on the Traeger and stuff, but I definitely recommend getting like an instant read thermometer. I personally use a Thermopop or like Thermopens. Uh, the Thermopop is a cheaper version of it, so works great. Um, just gives you ability to test your meats and proteins and making sure they're the right temperature because it'll help you in the long run. So, and it'll save you from salmonella. Yes, and make sure you rest your meat after too, because you need to get those juices back in. I, I was going to say the resting the meat, something that you told me about too. Yes. How about how about you there? I'm trying. I, I realize it's more of a like a work comment, but there, you know, going back to the rowdiness of camp and finding my people in inappropriate comments, I'm trying really hard not to. Oh man, Phil and I have been texting for the last like five minutes. Going, should we make a joke about this? Yeah, better not. Better not. So, yeah. Phil, you won't offend me any more than yeah, Palmer has in calling me five oh, different no. wrong names before he even went to the uh, appropriate nicknames. So you'll be fine. Hey, uh, hey Ron. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely, definitely use thermometers. I'm not sure, Eugene. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are the meters up there yet? What's that? Yeah, oh, I got one. I got yep. one with mine. Yep. Yep. Your meter is going to be your best friend, especially for those longer cooks uh, that that gives you the option to monitor it as well with it. You know, it's it's going to get cold up there in Canada. If it's not already, it's going to get cold. Nobody wants to go outside. You can still use your Traeger, use a thermometer. You know, that's where the tech comes in. Um, but my, you know, my tips on it are just like, let, let the temperature and, and the meat do what it needs to to get there and don't panic when it will fluctuate a little bit. You know, there's a lot of studies behind that, not just from, not just from Traeger, just like cooking in general of what happens when you do these longer cooks and how, you know, how the fluctuations within it goes, it's going to be fine. Just give, give yourself a little time, you know, maybe don't do a huge cook until you're comfortable. It, It does. So it can be daunting at first, but it's super easy to cook on. You set it and forget it. You throw it on there get some seasonings that you like, try the other seasonings and go for it. You know, you can do hamburgers. If you're so, if you're nervous, do hamburgers first. You, you can make an amazing, <laughs> Dave's like, no. I, I fucked that shit up. How do you? Okay, Cause I was well... like, where's the fire? Where's the goddamn fire? I don't know. I'm used to cooking on a fire. Yeah, you're supposed to put, no, you're used to putting out fires. Out, bud. Yeah, exactly. 
no cooking on a fire, like a propane fire. I was like, <laughs> it, I was like, I wouldn't cook a hamburger in my oven. I would cook it on the stovetop, but not the oven. So I was like, I just couldn't wrap my head around doing a hamburger inside of a Traeger. That's all. I know it's a lot for you, but trust me, it will work. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. I, I learned about wheels. Here. You don't need propane and propane accessories. Take it down a notch there and just trust us. Mm-hmm. Do some hamburgers. Call Eugene. He'll talk you through it. I would say call me, but don't. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to anyway. I'm you know, cool. Cook the you're going to make me go back to propane. Fuck no, her. no, no. I will come back to Canada and make sure I cut every propane line you have. And then you'll just, it will never light. You'll be like, where but, is the fire? Where is but, it? But we do have a griddle though. So I'll be here. they will be in Canada next year. So that yeah. was my next question. When's the griddle? Oh, coming? Like a little, little, next little, next little, year. Little, so yeah. So full dis- full oh, buddy. I did bring a griddle to the, to the camp. That was me. This thing was <laughs> not little. It was epic. It's like yeah. the Binford 6100. Yeah. Like Tim the Toolman Taylor designed this prick. It was oh, yeah. fucking wicked. So, yeah. The, the other big thing that um, that Eugene taught me that I, I before I even got my Traeger, he said that the biggest issue people had was people wanting to look at the food all the time. So they'd open it up and look and then close it and then open it and they'd be having problems. And then they could send the profile, the cook profile, or whatever the hell you call that to Eugene. And he'd look at it and go, how many times did you open this in the last hour? And and that was a big difference. And I was like, man, that makes a lot of sense. Like, if I'm cooking something in the oven, I wouldn't look at it all if the time. If you look at it, you ain't cooking. So Get it and forget it. There you yeah. go. But, well, who, who asked earlier if you were yelling at everybody while you were cooking? You'd, you'd cook for everybody over for the diaper party. That's when you start yelling at people, when you get to where you you know what you're doing and you're comfortable, you're confident in what you're cooking and somebody, inevitably, somebody doesn't really know what you're doing, doesn't know what a trigger is. They want to go over and they want to open that. That's when you'll yell at people and guarantee it. The next time you do one of these, well, somebody's going to want to open your trigger you and you will spatula yell at them. Fucking cock them one. We're, yeah. we're a lot nicer up here in Canada. We just say, please don't. Not you fucking Americans. No, 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 no. Don't you lie. It's, it's Don't funny. You my, lie. my wife laughs at me like because I do all the barbecue and such. I will throw stuff down on the grill and I will set a timer on my phone. Meat goes in, I walk away. Yeah. Set a timer on my phone. You're I know, I know how my barbecue. Well, I'm running a barbecue. There is no app. We'll fix that. It's okay. We'll forgive you for now, but next time I, I hear from you, Phil. You at better... some point in time, Eugene and I are going to have a conversation. And... Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I throw meat on the grill. Like I barbecue prime rib. I will never put meat in a fucking oven again. I do all my meat cooking on the barbecue. I put it in the barbecue, I close the lid, set time on my phone, walk away. I know, I know what to set it at. It's not, there's none of this open closing bullshit. The meat's not going anywhere. Put it in there, you walk away. The the product that you talked about there, Emma, the um the meter, that thing is legit. Like is. one of the first things I made was a great the Christmas turkey, a great big ass Christmas turkey. And I put it on the tracker, put that fucking meter thing in it, and I'm watching the pro and it had a profile. It's, oh, it'll be ready at this time. And I'm like, Yeah, right. It's just like the GPS in your car, like the faster you drive, the it'll adjust, right? Nope, sure as shit. That thing maintained the profile the whole time. And then, like, before it was even ready, it said 
take it off now and, and let it rest. And I'm like, what the fuck is it looks it doesn't even look fully cooked. And you take it off and you let it rest. And it I don't know, some smart ass people out there that can make these graphs fucking and shit. Science, bro. Yeah. How ironic that the silver team talks about the meter and then Emma talks about the meter. What's that, bud? She's gonna take my job. I said the sales rep didn't even talk about the meter, and then Emma started talking about the meter. That's okay. You're you're gonna be put on the bench soon, and you're gonna have you to. You will, because yeah. you're the one that threw out another yeah. brand. Come on, yeah. Eugene. Yeah, come on. Enough. Hey, I'm just saying. A- A- Emma's uh, gonna be sitting here going, "I'm the captain now." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got to I got to figure out a way to get back up to Canada somehow. <sighs> sorry, Eugene. It might be for your job. I'm sorry. It's okay. Now, are we allowed to talk about? Smirch break? Or is it official yet? Are, are you guys coming to the Sportsman Show? Or we don't know yet? Uh, oh, yeah, we don't know yet. It's not, it's not we don't know yet? Okay. Term, but it's pretty close. Yeah. We're just, we're so, just, uh, yeah, we're just um, getting everything figured out. But, yeah, we'll definitely let you know. So, hopefully, it's going to happen soon. Yeah, that'd be great. Because if you guys are at the Sportsman Show, people can go and, and see that stuff and then talk to the accountant about buying one, right? So Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that'd so, be good. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Now, I thought the agreement was I was coming up to hang out in the Punisher booth anyways. Not, yeah. you know, Eugene's got to oh. somehow keep his job. So if I go hang out in his booth, he's losing his job for sure. But, you know, we if can I do the cook-off there. More fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Phil and I will just make, like, two two grocery baskets with the same stuff in them and bring them and be like, here, cook something. Here, <laughs> drop them off. Yeah. Make, make better. <laughs> make better, yeah. Make See, teach me, teach yeah. me to to trigger. Teach me. See, yeah. okay. The last thing I want to talk about is Eugene. You travel around a lot. That's exactly why you're coming up this weekend to hunt with me. Is you're yeah. going to be in the area. You yeah. travel all around Southern Ontario, cooking and putting on demos. Right? Mm-hmm. Is is there a way people would know when you're going to be in the area for a demo, or is it just the yeah? Local- so I usually just, I usually post it on my Instagram and stuff, or like any any local dealers will post it, like saying that they have a demo day and stuff. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it next year. Maybe I might have like a schedule and stuff more set in stone, and I'll put it up, and people can come check it out. But I usually just post it like a week before or whatever, and all my socials and stuff, and then my dealers if they have their Instagram, same thing. So. Yeah, it's like, crazy. like are, are you coming to Port Perry anytime? Like, um, no, that's not my, that's not my. I wish I was, but yeah. Just Damn come, it. come, come towards my way. Okay, what's your socials for people to to keep up with that so that they can come and try some of those delicious treats you make? It's uh, at Tendine Outdoors, so T E N D E A N Outdoors, right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So that's me. That's you. Okay. Lots of cooking on there. Lots of hunting and stuff. I've been, uh, it's kind of funny. If you take a look at my Instagram page now, it's like cooking, 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 and it stops. And then it's like hunting, 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 but is what it is. Yeah. I think I've posted more pictures of you than myself recently. Weird. Just, it is. I kind of looked at the camera. (laughs) That's just it. Right. But it just happens that Eugene's like usually pretty close to me when we're hunting together and and he's just so photogenic like he always has the right pose or or the right way to it's those the right curls way to... it's all his hair isn't it girls it's all their yeah they're in the point it's, it's now. the flow yeah. it's the flow <laughs> I mean, the way the way he blows the duck call or the goose call you know like you, you can't teach that right that's full on yeah right from the throat so it's good <laughs> 
I guess I didn't post that picture, did I? Oh, oh that <laughs> one. Yeah, let's not post that one. Okay. <laughs> there's there's a few that you might want to have him check before he posts. Yeah. You may request that you see all his posts going forward because I know there's a few out there that are concerning from just from the <laughs> from our weekend. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I I'm Dave's actually over very there good. With his creepy camera in all situations. It's fine. We're good. Yeah. I, I did feel really creepy taking pictures the whole time, but I'm learning and it's good and it's fun. So, yeah. oh, you did great. You know, I you sent us some of the pictures from that. They were they turned out fantastic. You know, yeah. you don't think about that. You <laughs> she, complain she, about the corn. Well, yeah. it's, it's a big difference, Dave, between with. being a photographer and voyager. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so it. She's like, oh, you sent us some. No, no, that's all the ones that turned out. I sent you every one <laughs> that turned out. I'm horrible. Yeah. Oh, Dave took 600 pictures. Yeah, like six turned out well. Yeah. So, <laughs> welcome to photography. But, yeah. Anyway, we are past the one hour mark and I'm not getting yelled at by someone for having to listen to this past what their drive is for their commute. So we are going to wrap this up here. I'm going to give the final words to, we'll start with Phil and then we'll go Eugene and then Emma and that'll be it. So Phil. Absolute pleasure to have you guys on again. You know, obviously ladies camps, so I couldn't be there, but uh, you know, obviously always a pleasure to see you again, Eugene. And again, just the cooking. Like, like, I, I get meat sweats just watching your fucking channel. Like that, that's how bad it is. So, but uh, again, Emma, glad you could have made up for the, you know, for the camp. It was you know, awesome that, you know, we could have had someone from, from the U S come up and someone new join uh, one of our camps. Um, I've been fortunate to attend two of the, two of the Punisher camps. And uh, again, like just, I, I just as much, like I could go there without a gun. And have just as much fun, and you know, and that's what it's all about. I'm glad you had the exact same experience that I've had, and hopefully, be a, a return visitor in the near future. So, thanks, thanks for coming on, and thanks for being here, Eugene. Oh no, I'm just yeah. I mean, the camps are amazing. The guys' camp, the, the girls' camp, the ladies' camp. I can't wait till next year. Like bigger and better. We're gonna have like awesome camps, co-ed camp, whatever you guys decide to do. I'm there. I'll be cooking. So. Look guys camp ladies camp Traeger headquarters camp maybe we should have just a big colossal clusterfuck camp there you go just a yeah. big big gobbler yeah back, back lots of options the, uh, the, yeah. the delta cottages yeah yes yeah so with what eugene said there if you've made it this far into the episode and you're one of the probably two people that have and there's a camp idea send it to me but but what a timber Flooded timber, yeah. Good luck finding that up here, right? So yeah. the cash, that cash hat would go well in that flooded timber, bro. Boom. That that is nice. I saw Eugene wore it for the first time that I'd seen it, and I was Bloody, like, "This yeah. pattern is just just that's awesome, lethal." Lights out. Yeah. 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 Emma, Emily, Amy, Aaron, Miss America, you're next. Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie, George, Craig, yeah. girl, accountant. Yankee, you, you forgot the Yank, Yankee you know, Doodle, Yankee whatever doodle. else. What, what was the other one that you're called? Yankee Doodle, Utah, oh, Captain doodle, America, Yankers, yeah, um, Jazz. Yeah, I, I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. <laughs> There, there was a lot. I did come home with a slight identity crisis, but I did come home with a plan to any chance I get, even if it's, you know, make the, make the women's camp same time next year. I will gladly do that for essentially Halloween every year. 
Um, I was requested by the women that they were disappointed. I did not show up in like American flag overalls and pit vipers and a mullet, <laughs> you know, so I do, I do have a slight plan for, for the next time I come up, I will a hundred percent be back. I'm, I'm working on recruiting a more women because I had such a great experience being new, being welcomed into it. You know, like I said, if you want, you go to women's only. If not, you go in and you show the guys how it's done. You know, you show up, you shoot, you have a great time, eat good food, you know, meet and and meet these new people and experiences. I can't say enough good things about both Eugene and his cooking and the way that he did a camp for food. You know, that's my main goal is to eat. It's kind of partly why I do like to work at Traeger, but also the Punisher team that brought us all together. They had everything we needed all the setup, everything like that. It was just an all around great time. It was wild. And, it, you know, it's going to be tough to top. Like I'm, I might go to, you know, if I find another camp or I went out hunting a couple days ago, it's kind of boring. I missed all my ladies, you know, we had a great time and I went home with lots of new friends, you know, everybody reconnected on socials and we're all watching what everybody's doing. And I've been invited. They're trying to get me to come up walleye fishing and everything like that. That one I'm a little, little concerned about. I don't like the cold and it's cold enough in Utah. I don't need to be running up to Canada in the snow, but Hey, you never oh, know. We'll be back. They put, they put you out into a hut and they crank the heat in that bitch and they call it the snackle box. And I threw yeah. and I went, Holy shit. You're in trouble. That's but good luck. I was, I was, I was not trying to root. Ru and all their fun by saying but yeah there's some reservations on that you know that's a that's a small small do small it. box to be do it uh, stuck in for fishing but i can't say enough and you know enough thanks to you and the punisher crew for for a helping me get up there and getting me all the details that i needed through the licensing and just putting that camp on i wish there were more opportunities you know i know it probably is a little difficult to get a full team of women up there but I'm I'm recruiting down here from the state, so don't worry about that. We'll fill it up next year for sure. Good. Well, no, thank you for being the furthest participant. I think you're the furthest. What about Whoa. Tyler Jordan? Yeah. No, no, you're definitely further than Tyler Jordan. Yeah, he I was drove. gonna say you guys brought up First Light. They a lot of them Idaho. They're from Idaho. They're both, they're both Idaho. They're but... just above me. They are yeah. just above me with Idaho. You know, so they mm -hmm. actually touch the Idaho touches the border of BC. I'm nowhere no you know nowhere close to touching the borders of canada so yeah. it was a great experience but no i i want to thank you for coming up and trusting in us to to do a camp and put it on for you and thanks eugene for setting all that up and, and mentioning us when you went away because the biggest thing that people can do for us is talk about it and spread the word and we're hoping to grow and we're hoping to make this bigger if you want to help us out and you're listening to this now don't forget to like comment subscribe share this video and the only story that I have to go after is we always talk about what's the greatest shot call that you've ever had. Um, and we hear people do like, send them to Jesus or, or shoot him in the face or whatever. The Make, a pile. Make a pile. The ladies came up with when the shot was to be called, Emma yelled, America. And everyone yelled, fuck yeah and then they started shooting and i went i wish i had a camera because <laughs> that is the greatest call that i had ever heard oh, and i shit. was probably a hundred feet away from you chasing down that zombie cripple bird remember you heard uh, that from that far 
I was like, what in the fuck are they yelling? Fuck yeah, about did someone get hurt? So I stopped going after this thing and I came back and they're all laughing and giggling and I'm going, what happened? And yeah, it's- you left and Eugene was like, I'm going to yell Oklahoma. And I'm like, what the fuck we yell in Oklahoma for? Why not at least Utah? Why Oklahoma? You're from Ontario, bud. It's from Oklahoma. Jackass. It's from Jackass. Apparently, I guess I just had missed that part of it. But I was like, no, 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 no. Because there were a few Team America references thrown out through the weekend. So I was like, you guys. And I looked down. I'm like, you know what would be really fun? I'm a yell America. Everybody else yells, fuck yeah. And I thought you had your camera going. You wouldn't have seen us yell it. But I thought you had it. Did you no, not I, have I, your phone rolling, Eugene? I might have. I, I got to take a look. Eugene yeah. might have it. He yeah. might have it. And I think he yelled Oklahoma first and we just over yelled him. And it, <laughs> I couldn't not. I mean, that was the last day of yeah. camp. It was, you know, we were having a good time. Birds were doing what they should have. And it, I, like I said, I found my people. I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm yeah. I call I, myself an honorary Canadian now, whether you guys will have me or not. Tough luck. It is what it is. I, I think if you bring up a whole bunch more Americans, you should do like a, play canada or whatever that from south park that song <laughs> yeah there 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 might be you know like i said i will be back i'm working on bringing some some people up but um i was requested and nobody was uh i, I believe it was Lorianne was not shocked when she's like yeah i expect you to come in and, and be wearing crocs and i was like well i do have american flag crocs and she looked at me and just shook her head and said i'm not surprised one bit at all really at all so it, it might it might get a little crazy that first night of camp next year but you know I've, I've got some I've got some plans cooking it's gonna be a good time you guys all need to come down to the states and I will show you what a scone is my you know you take your beaver tails it's a scone and I will I will let that be the last thing I say and let it make all your Canadian listeners <laughs> mad it's a scone and it's not a British scone it's it's a scone that is what oh. it is Whenever she's talking about beaver tails being scones, all I can picture is like Eugene bent over a uh, pool table and her twisting his arm going, stay you like crepes. Say it, Frenchie. <laughs> Say it, Frenchie. <laughs> I like crepes. <laughs> yeah. So, no, again, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for talking to us about Traeger. And thanks for trusting in the Punisher team to have the camp for you. Eugene, thanks for cooking fucking delicious food. No problem. Absolutely. Sorry for swearing so much, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, like, comment, subscribe, share. Most importantly, be good people. Surround yourselves with good people. We'll catch you on the next one.